Welcome to 7 Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I am Sam. And I'm Edwin. Each week we challenge one another to play a new mobile game. This week it was my turn. I chose Skiing Yeti Mountain. Skiing Yeti Mountain. I don't know about the order of those words. Should it be Yeti Mountain Skiing? Yeti Mountain Skiing. Yeah, that actually sounds better. I, I Mountain keep, Skiing I keep Yeti. thinking there's like a pun in there, but I don't think there's a pun in there. Skiing Yeti Mountain. Skiing Yeti. Yeah. Skiing Yeti. So let me ask you a question, Edwin. <laughs> Please. Did you see the Yeti? I have not seen the Yeti yet. <laughs> My favorite airline. <laughs> Yeti yet. Um, no, I have not. Yeah. Have you seen the Yeti? No. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I played a significant amount of the game to where maybe I should have seen something. Yeti-like. <laughs> right. Uh, I have seen a decomposing animal corpse. Oh. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've gotten further than I have. Well, but. stick around to find out. <laughs> uh, Skiing Yeti Mountain is a 2015 arcade game from Sydney-based studio Featherweight Games. So this is actually a little bit of, I guess, in common parlance, retro game. Mm-hmm. I mean, not just because of the style, but it did come out in 2015. So we're going back in time. Mm-hmm. And let me read you the App Store description. The description. Carve your way through hundreds of levels as you search for the elusive Yeti. Weave through trees, skid over ice, launch off cliffs, and get to know a cast of bizarre locals from this top-down extreme slalom... Sl- slalom... Slalom... Slalom? Slalom adventure. Are you having a stroke? I think so. <laughs> All handcrafted for your phone to create the ultimate skiing experience. Features. Touch controls designed for intuitive and precise carving. Hundreds of bite-sized slalom... <coughs> Slalom. <laughs> I just want to put an extra A in there. A slalom. 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 It is. A, yeah, it is. It is slalom. Uh, hundreds of bite-sized slalom tracks to complete a mountain of challenges and tracks to master. Cast of bizarre characters to meet. A yeti to find. Hmm. That's it. That's all the features you get. So it is a skiing game where you use your thumb to swing it left and right, which then controls your skier going down the mountain, vertically down the mountain. Uh, and you have to make sure that the slaloms are in the right or left position of your skier. In my youth, there used to be a TV show on Sunday afternoons called Ski Sunday mm. in the UK, where they would show you like the best of, well, skiing, would you believe? Like... The downhill slaloms. So you, I kind of got used to seeing the those little those kids zhuzhing down the mountains. Right. Um, and, and skiing is really... a very famous theme song. Oh, really? Which I will not sing for you, but maybe I'll put it in show notes. Huh. I wonder if it's on Spotify. Anyway, you've lied. Yeah, I could tell myself. It's clear I was going to sing it. Well, either way. But anyway, so I have quite a strong, like, nostalgia for slalom skiing. Growing up in the Philippines, there wasn't a lot of skiing to be done. Um, like because desert it is skiing, a, maybe? It's a tropical <laughs> archipelago. <laughs> right. <laughs> Water skiing, perhaps. So the only, like, reference that I had to skiing was uh, the Winter Olympics. Right. And uh, an 80s movie called Ski School, which showed a, a ridiculous amount of boobs for a movie called S- Ski School. <laughs> Uh, cool running. Well, that's a little later more on. like, uh, that's uh, bobsledding. Oh, it is. Wow. Different from skiing. Good film knowledge. <laughs> you know the classics. I mean, cool <laughs> runnings is a, 
It's it's like a cornerstone of snow movies. <laughs> it is. But yeah, not many skiing snow movies then. Right. Than- I mean, I was really impressed by that one Roger Moore James Bond movie where he's Ooh. skiing down. I think it's uh it's the one with the Duran Duran song. Mm. Mm. Yet another time to not die tomorrow. That's exactly it. <laughs> today but yeah oh he skis down on a cello case no he's skiing down and then like one of the bad guys like shoots one of his skis and he just ends up skiing on one leg and then does a flip turnaround with like his machine gun and shoots the bad guy okay that's pretty cool epic there is something with a cello case as well though. i think so right yeah maybe different movie (laughs) yet another yet another time to die yesterday tomorrow today cello cello edition (laughs) So that's really the game. I think there's not much more to it. It is a simple game, yeah. But I, I think like. there's uh, a little bit of depth in the gameplay. Tell me more. Mm, so the mechanics of uh, I I actually really enjoyed the mechanics in this game. Yeah, I, I did it, too. You know, b- being like in portrait mode, Water alert. and you having just like be able to one thumb control this this little fella down the slopes is was really satisfying, um, but. The mechanic of you actually going down is not just a simple mechanic of, you know, going left and right. There's actually some sliding involved. It felt like you are a rally car drifting. Mm, yeah, that's right? a good way of thinking about it. Yeah. And there was momentum. There was sliding. There was like little patches of ice where if you like ran into it, like the sound would be a little different and you'd slide a different way. Yeah. Um, there were little jumps off of little cliffs where it really depended on how your skis were pointed. And when you land, it doesn't carry that momentum, but it, like, it right. does it properly in the right way. So I was actually really impressed by the, act, the, the, the thumb feel of this game. It had good thumb feel. It did. Sam, I need to ask you, are you a skier? I am not a skier. Have you skied? I have skied. How did that work out for you? Uh, I fell lots of times, enjoyed it. But by the end of the, I guess, the, the ski session, I, I loved it. But... I don't know. I haven't the been, ski school, if you will. Yeah, <laughs> not as not as rewarding as the movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have never skied, I've, and I think I think I've I've passed that window now. Really? Yeah, I you think don't... it's a young person's game. Mm. They're more supple and bendy, flexible, and flexible, and less likely their bones are shattered into a thousand pieces. <laughs> I've just heard so many horror stories that's. I just don't think my enjoyment of it, of course, is going to be tempered by right. I mean, you can tear your ACL. You can like you know yeah. break a bone, run into a tree, run into other people, run into like other that's people. the other thing as well. It, like yeah. it just looks awful. Like thousands of people or like trying right. to jam into like this beautiful, ruining the natural expanse of this great planet we find ourselves on. Well, I, I guess like. You know, if you don't ski now, we're not going to have many more years of chances to ski anyway, since all the snow's melting. <laughs> But I am here for the apres ski. Hmm. That you just I get, lick get it up. behind. Right, which is... Lick it know, up on a mountain. You, yeah, just pretending like you're a skier and then yes. <laughs> getting boozed up. Which is really the best of both worlds. <laughs> that is true. Sam, there are three different modes. Did you explore those? Oh, I did not, actually. Right. I was just I'm making also my way a, Yeah, downtown. I'm also not a... <laughs> Games professional because I did not either because I got swept up on just the main, the main story mode. Right, ding, ding. I figured it would just be like a harder time. Well, let me tell you challenges with the slaloming. So you have the story the, mode, the skull mode, challenge mountain. Oh, it's a different mountain altogether. 
Hmm. And you also get, well, uh, there is endless mode, but you need to get to level 145 mm. on story mode before that unlocks. So this is actually a surprisingly big game. Right. Like the amount of levels um, is, yeah, because I did not complete it. I did not complete Spoiler it alert. Well. Yeah. Sam, how far did you get in story mode? I have reached level 44. Ah, nice. I am on level 98. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> I did have some air travel. So this mm. is actually quite a good mindless game to play on a plane. Perfect for it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the one thing that I really liked about it is I could really open this phone anywhere and open this game anywhere and enjoy like a couple of rounds because the rounds would be like 10 seconds each. Yes. But uh, dexterous enough where you actually felt like you were getting meaningful gameplay yeah, I feel like the skill level was judged just about right. Right. And then, you know, it's not easy enough where it's just meaningless. So I had a really good experience with this game. Well, let's talk about oh. the time <laughs> limits or the timing, the yeah. timings. So there is a suggested time, which if you complete the, the level in under that time, you get a gold medal. Of course. If you don't complete it in that time, it's fine, but no gold medal for you. Mm-hmm. I know, Sam, you are an inveterate collector of gold medals. All gold medals, At all medals, times, baby. okay, there it is. <laughs> I knew it. They weren't, they weren't difficult enough where I couldn't get them, so I was completely happy to just redo it because, and this might be one of the failures of the game that I noticed, is that, to me, it didn't really matter if you progress on to the next level or if you just redid the same one they felt like the same challenges. Oh, I see. Right, the actual differentiation between... Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, well, maybe that's just the actual experience of skiing. True. You're in a big, <laughs> white, big white environment and that's it. And you're zooming downhill. Right. What I did appreciate about this game is that all the levels are pretty set in terms of where the layout of the, the spikes are or the slaloms are. So if you ever went back to one that you really liked, like you can get that experience again. You know, it's not randomized in any way. Um, and you can actually get better at positioning yourself for the next slalom. Yes. Which is very cool. Yeah. Yeah, there's a nice touch is that if the next slalom gate is a little bit far away, I think they're called gates. Yeah. Oh, that's true. With my excellent skiing knowledge. It is like rally. They're, uh, all, they're called <laughs> gates as well. Yeah, you'd get, if it's a little bit further away and it's not on screen, you get a little arrow giving you a, a guide of where you want to be mm. skiing to. That's very I'll, smart. Yeah. Very good. Um, but you are right. Even after 98 levels... Though I have not found any sign of a Yeti yet. Exactly. And I think that is my biggest downfall of this game is it starts you off really nicely with like just enough of character to get this. There's like a story going, Mm, right? Let's talk about the story. Yes. Well, is there a story? Well, there's kind of a sub story. Like you're meeting these people on a mountain. Meeting strange characters on a mountain. Yes. They're all kind of jerks to you for some reason. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you are zhuzhing down their mountain, maybe. I don't know. True. Gary can go fuck himself. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, stuff happens to these characters. Spoiler alert. And you kind of want to get to, oh, the bottom of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but aside from the sort of speech bubbles that happen every, I don't know, five, ten levels, yeah. something like that, there's not really much narrative. No that like actually affects the gameplay. No, exactly. Every once in a while, you do hear like a growl, right? You see mm-hmm. like a little blood splat yeah. with uh, footprints. So I thought it might drive somewhere because mm. the thing is called 
Yeti Mountain. Skiing yes, Yeti Mountain. Yes. It was Ghi and Yeti, um, which is a type of pasta. Uh, yes, I would say that. But there are 800 levels, so perhaps what? it's a slow burn. How do you know there are 800 levels? Because that's why I just read you that from the App Store description. Okay. <laughs> I think. There's also a leveling system, which I think is dependent on how many uh, gold medals you get. Oh, I see. Right. Oh, actually, no, the lie doesn't tell you how many there are. Mm. Hundreds of bite-sized slalom tracks. Okay. So, I mean, 800 is hundreds. That you're, you're true. Oh, That's I true. was reading a review. Uh, there are 842 levels, I think. Mm. That's a lot of levels. A lot of levels. <laughs> a lot of levels. Yeah. So, I guess if you have to stretch a story out over 800 levels, you, uh, you probably don't want to find the Yeti at just, like, level five. Well, I know, but, like, stuff, more stuff can happen than just some douchebag coming by and saying some really snide remarks. <laughs> That's true. There is some um, costume... What's the word I'm looking for? Character? Customization? Customizations. Yeah. Adornments. Yeah. Um, but I found, though, that since everything's sort of very retro... And pixelated. Blocky, that yep. it doesn't really make much difference. Yeah. I mean, it's not detailed enough to where you find a lot of enjoyment from the customizations. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I wish maybe there's just a little bit more fidelity in your character. Yeah. Because um, it's just like a block. It's literally just like a block with like arms and legs. This is true. Uh, but this was, there was no designer on this game. These were just, this was purely developer made. Oh, interesting. So, um, Considering I that, I like yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. They made some smart decisions that I like. Let's get on to the three by threes. Edwin. Three things good and three things that diskies. Mm, I don't like dis, it. Pluskies. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't like it either. Um, my first good point. Well, this is just a delightful pick up and play game that I very much enjoyed that has just enough depth and skill to keep you hooked, but at the same time, it's not too daunting. Right. So I think if you are looking for a lovely, casual, easy-to-play game, this is absolutely it. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say yes to that as well. Mm-hmm. The, Plus one. Mm, I wanted to refrain <laughs> from using that. But <laughs> Let me just plus one that idea. I'm going to plus one that, 100%. Um, yeah, the control screen, the, if you're into games that you can just pick up and play and has a... Nice and intuitive control scheme that makes sense from like a quick pick up and play motive. Then this game has it in spades. Like I think you, it's one of those games that you can play standing up in a subway and still feel like you have control. Yeah. Um, and that's I don't think that's possible in a lot of games. Uh, and this one it does it really well. You get a great sense of completing at a level. Uh, and yeah, definitely pick it up if you. If you want a good control scheme. Nice. Sam, your second good point. Second good point. In the beginning, there is a, there's a good amount of story that gets you hooked. Like, I actually appreciated that there was a bit of something that's happening, right? Like, it interests you. You're on this mountain. Like, why am I on this mountain? And there's enough that actually drives you forward pretty significantly. Because there are people that come by and tell you things. And it's all sort of interconnected somehow. Uh, so I think this is actually just the right amount. Uh, I wish it happened in more intervals. Uh, and, but the timing that they use for it's just like, you know, someone stops by 
in between levels, says something, and then goes away. Like, right, you never actually reply to them. Right. I don't think. I really, in my experience so far. Maybe you are the Yeti. Whoa. <laughs> That'd be a pretty good twist. <laughs> I don't know how that would work. But well, he'd take off his I mask like at the end and. Oh, Scooby Doo it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I feel like the physicality is a little bit different. Mm, well, underneath all that fur, you really don't know how <laughs> big a Yeti is. Could just be all skin and bones, right? <laughs> just a big, big floof monster. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Edwin, second good point. Uh, this game is huge. Yeah. If you're if you're worried that you're going to complete this game, um, no, you're not. There are 800 levels, from what I hear, in story mode. But there's also the other other two modes: challenge mode and uh, unlimited mode. Unlimited, un unlimited, infinite mode, free infinite mode, infinite yeah. mode. Yeah, you aren't going to run out of games to play anytime soon. You ain't going to run out. You ain't going to run out. You're not going to ski off an edge of a cliff. Nope. Mm. Yeah, that that is a big mountain. <laughs> that is. Yeah, where the hell is this? Uh, my last good point. Um, this really felt like rallying. Mm. And if you like sort of racing games that have a solid control system where you feel like, you know, the way that you angle th- stuff and take on corners uh, makes a difference. And it's a skill that you can actually fine tune as you go and play the game. I found myself playing one level that I thought was kind of hard and then played more levels and then came back to it. Like that since style. then I've learned how to take on the slopes and depending on which angle that you tackle in the slopes made a huge difference. Um, those kind of things are pretty rewarding. So if you like that sense, especially from like a racing type game, uh, this one does it pretty well. Were you single thumb or double thumb? I was a single thumb. Yeah. Single thumb. I might have braced the phone. Okay, the, the bracing. Yeah. yeah. Classic, classic sound <laughs> technique. Right, on to the bad points. Um, like I said, no real story progression. So if you're in it, for the story, this might not be the game for you, right? Yeah, well, that's true. I, I mean, I like that there's a whole bunch of different characters and stuff, but yeah, that was. I would like to maybe see something to hook you into the story a little bit mm-hmm. earlier, right? Maybe some tantalizing glimpse of Yeti or something. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah, a little yeah. Yeti ankle or something. I don't know. <laughs> Risque. Yeah, but yes. My le- next bad point is. As much as I appreciate it in this game, I'm kind of tired of the, especially the pseudo pixelated look. I understand that this might be coming from a resources perspective if they want to make something that's significant but easy to make and cute at the same time. But I don't like it when the pixelated block look actually does like microscopic rotational turns. Do you know what I mean? That means it's not actually pixelated. It's just emulating that pixelated quality. Right. Yes. Right. So. That just it's just one of those things that bother me. Like I know these pixels are on a different plane that's in 3D or something like that, and they're just using like the rotational thing. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of tired of it. I wish, for the sake of indie games, there was another way to create these assets easy and a more meaningful way other than pixel blocks. Yeah. Um, you know what? I don't know. I if I'm I am kind of stretching for bad points here, but. Mm. I suppose one is that the gameplay is pretty repetitive. Repetitive isn't the right word, but it's kind of all the same. Like there is, you know, you get to introduce some new, um, new obstacles. Like there's like a cliff. 
um, and like sometimes the slalom flags are near a gates are near a tree and stuff like that. But really, the gameplay is pretty much the same. Mm. So while it's really to pick up and play for short times, maybe you're not playing this for half an hour or more. Right. Yeah, it's great for like those five to ten minute bursts of gameplay, which I love. Which I love. Yeah. Um, I'm great for that. But yeah. yeah. Sam, what was your final seven day rating? Seven day rating is six days. I have played it for six days, enjoyed it. Um, there might have been one day where I felt, okay, I think I've had enough. Mm-hmm. Mm, this is same, yep. same, same. I'll keep it on my phone. I'll continue to play it whenever Skeet. I get the, the urge to ski. And not break all your limbs. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, the solid controls game made me last around for six days. Yeah. Uh, it's a seven for me. Oh, wow. Yep. Love it. Get it. You got to get the, all those 90 levels. Yep. Get, um, and yeah, I think it's going to replace the stupid toy blast for oh, like yes. the casual game to play on my phone for I'm a few minutes. I'm very proud of you. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Great game. Happy to pay. I forget how much I paid. I paid to unlock the ads. Yeah, me too. I think I paid like one ninety nine or something like that. Yeah. Um, I felt it. Yeah, it's it's good quality. I really appreciated the gameplay. Yep. Hurrah! Hurrah! Now, Edwin, it now mm. befalls on me. It does to select a game for you. Okay, my finger is poised over the Apple App Store search bar, and I hope that you still have your Apple Arcade. I do because. I have found a game in the Apple Arcade that is in portrait mode. Okay, good. Which, one, is very difficult. Oh. But two, this game looks pretty interesting. Edwin, you have seven days to play. Bleak Sword. Bleak Sword. Bleak Sword. The tagline, dark fantasy dioramas. There's no word of feelings in there. Do you know how hard it is to find an Apple game that doesn't have the word feelings? In the description. <laughs> I do not. Okay. So this is a game from Devolver, which are a pretty popular uh, indie game publishing company. Okay. Yep. Um, they've, I believe, uh, published games like Hotline Miami, uh, which indie gamers would probably know. Um, but yeah. I am intrigued. Mm. Come back next week to find out how we get on with... Bleak Sword. Sword. <laughs> Are we doing anything where we say each word? <laughs> Take to say a word? What was there with two characters in G.I. Joe where they were like twin brothers and they would finish each other's sentences and then say the last word together? <laughs> <laughs> you know, my familiarity with G.I. Joe is not good enough to know these characters. I'm sorry. Tomas and Samot, I think, were their name. It's essentially... Oh, uh, I see. <laughs> yep, I see. <laughs> Before we go, I sing songs of the week. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that was. I've been skiing too long. This is, uh, too much appreciation for you. Yeah. Things of the week, Sam. So I want to revisit one of the things of the week that you mentioned a couple of weeks Revisiting ago. things of the week. Actually, these are two things that you've mentioned. Well, look at me on a streak. First one, Roberto. 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 We're delirious. This is why we should not make the show while we're hungry. Roberto. Roberto. What's happening now? <laughs> Remind me, Sam, who is Roberto? Roberto is a soup <laughs> that was gone through some email chain, made its way to the New Yorker or the New York Times. Yeah, I think it sort of found some popularity on Instagram. There's yeah. a little 
burst of meme popularity. Provided me the recipe. It involves kale, sausage, beans, and tomatoes. Mm. Oh boy, I'm so hungry right now. Delicious. Absolutely. <laughs> so good. It's so easy and delicious to make. Um, but what I really appreciated about the recipe is, and I think this is like the first time where I noticed this is, Break up the sausage into spoonful sizes. Mm. And I was like, oh my God, like that makes so much sense, right? Because yes. people always like, oh, cut it into like one inch cubes and you Actually wouldn't tiny. know why. Yeah. Right. But like once you get the idea that this is a soup and everything should fit nicely into the spoon that you're using. So cater the recipe around that. Mm. Makes so much sense. Even like break up the kale or chop up the kale into ways that it would fit onto your spoon and i was like this makes so much sense now it is a great recipe i am i'm making it yep I'm yeah i'm making it this weekend it's like a weekly thing it's absolutely easy to make delicious it's like a hybrid between like an italian wedding soup and tomato soup which is both delicious things how do your kids feel about it uh so they haven't actually tried it okay they've tried the the broth and they like tomato soup Okay. But everything else that's in it, they fear the spice. Oh, that's right. Yes, it is made with Italian, hot Italian chicken right. sausage. So that could be some spice in there. Yes. But I feel like they are interested. <laughs> <laughs> Do you often cook something different for them? Only when it comes to spicy stuff. Okay. Um, but normally, like if we cook like a main dish, they, they have the same thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Roberto. Delicious. Link in the show notes. Roberto. It's great. Roberto. But you've also been um, Korean-ing it up. Uh, mm. You put some uh, kimchi in there? Well, the thing is, like, we always have kimchi as a side dish. Of course. Right? Uh, sometimes the kimchi is too cold for me to like it, right? Like, because it comes straight out of the fridge. So what I do is I dip the kimchi in the hot soup. Uh. It tempers the hot soup and it tempers the kimchi. Nice. And then you get like a influx of uh, infusion of kimchi flavoring throughout the soup, which works really well. I can see myself cooking this with kimchi inside uh, and it'd make like a good kimchi stew, mm. which is delicious. Oh. oh my God, I'm so hungry right now. I know. <laughs> Give me some of that <laughs> Roberto. <laughs> okay, so now how should we do this? Should I do my thing of the week and then you get your bonus thing of the week? Yeah, do your thing of the week because I have a bonus. Okay. Oh, Sam, uh, do I have a Twitter bot for you? Oh, boy. Would you mind clicking on the link? Okay. I'm, I'm scared because Twitter scares me. Well, this is really <laughs> wholesome. This is such a good Twitter bot. It's rare to find a good Twitter bot. Right. Uh, this is wiki titles singable to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme song. Wow. Would you care to read a couple of them? <laughs> uh Garden City Shopping Center. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. William Henry Furness Jr. (laughs) Portrait of the artist's father. (laughs) Kansas City Southern Depot. (laughs) Wow, this is amazing. This is so good. Osborne Harbor, Nova Scotia. I could do this. I know, right? All yeah, day. this is perhaps just a new podcast. Oh my goodness, this is great! <laughs> what a find! Social software engineering. <laughs> okay, link to link yes. to show notes of all of us. Uh, another bonus episode of us singing <laughs> everything we find on this Twitter account. 
battle for the golden horseshoe. <laughs> and then the best of all, it links to the Wikipedia article. Oh, yeah. So, so helpful. Yeah. Fun and helpful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My bonus thing of the week, Edwin. Danish is... Clothing Workers Union. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yes, your bonus thing of the week. I was trying to fit it into the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> same time, but I can't. <laughs> um, I've, uh, I've started using Notion on your recommendation. Oh, boy. Yep. And so I've done something with it in regards to my home organization. So you know how I like to have a lot of stuff. <laughs> I mean, do you like to, or is it just something that happens? It's just something that happens. I think it's my nature of thinking I'm going to need this, mm-hmm. right? In which most cases, as you've observed, we do need that USB cable <laughs> that I have stored away in my desk that you've borrowed five times. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But the thing is, uh, I, I have a lot of hobbies, right? Mm-hmm. It ranges from tinkering with uh, miniature model making to board games to random synth equipments that I might one day play to no. game controllers and all that stuff. Nice. So it involves that I have a lot of cables, a lot of boxes for game controllers, a lot of boxes for games in general, and it clutters, right? And I want to get rid of the clutter because I like I do like a neat working area. So you like hoarding stuff, but you also like a neat working area. Yes. Okay. So in order to organize, one of the problems that I always get into when I try to organize things is I try to organize my organization, right? <laughs> so meaning, like, I need a box of cables. Let me gather up all the cables that I'm not using mm-hmm. and then put it into this box that I just require cables to be in. Right. And so for me, that has always been daunting because it's like, okay, now I got to find all the cables that belong in here. You know, then how do I remember all the cables that are in here to remember that this is the cable box that I want if I need this one cable? Right. What's in the box? What's in the box? Right. Question I ask myself all the time. So I got rid of a lot of steps. Um, and also, it happens like you ever organize something, you put it in a box, you put it away, and then you know you're not sure if you have it or not. So you end up buying one from Amazon. (laughs) Yeah. Because you can't find it. And then like after you buy it, you're looking around your closet and then you find the thing that you're looking for. You're like, crap, I have like two of these things now. So the thing is like, I wanted some way to be able to, okay, do I have this item? Can I search for it? And if I search for it, where is it? So I use Notion to take a picture of the bin that I'm storing stuff into. Mm -hmm. And so, and this bin is just going to be a random collection of the stuff that was in the vicinity of the, where they were, right? So it could range from like my game controllers to extra cables that I'm not using to a battery pack, right? All this stuff. Mm, yeah. So then that freed up my mind to be like, okay, I don't have to organize my organization. I can just put it into this bin. But with Notion, what I did was I, lot, I jotted down the contents of the bin mm. and took a picture of it. So I have a visual memory of what's in that bin. Nice. Right? Yeah. And then... I named the bin, so I named it like bin one, two, like seven. Or you should name it off your favorite Zelda characters, but okay. <laughs> that takes more, more yeah. thought. Okay. And then I store it into my basement, right? Now the basement is a lot more organized because now all the crap that's just like sort of in random places because they've been awaiting for a particular home to be organized in can now be organized in some bin, right? Mm. And now the organization then happens in Notion, right? Like right. you can just search for it. You yeah. can be like, where is that USB-C cable that I want? And oh, it yeah. Tells so you, you tech search. It tells you which bin mm. and the picture of what it is. And you're like, 
There it is. I like it. Do you know what would really mess up this plan? A database? Small children. <laughs> yeah, because they can just like yeah. look through it and like take it away. Yes. <laughs> but the other people can ruin this plan. But right. I love it. I am looking forward to hearing in future how this More is working success. out for you. So it's, yeah. I was able to clean up all this stuff in like less than an hour. Normally it takes me, it's a little bit more daunting. So like it takes me a lot longer because I need to organize my organization. Right. right. So with this, but do you get that? Like, do you <laughs> like cleaning up for the cleaning lady? Do you, do you understand that need though? Like I'd always be like, I need to collect all my t-shirts of the same size in mm. order for me to put it into the t-shirt bag. Right. Yes. I see. You have to like pre-organize. Right. And then organize. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now yeah. I just, yeah. It's easier. But let me know. Nice. That's I'll, it, yeah. That's I'll let hack. you know. I like it. Yeah, Notion is great. I am still on the Notion train using it several times a day. Okay. I yeah, I like it. it. It's really stuck in a way that like Evernote or Dropbox just never did or Bear or you know any of these sort of life organizing productivity apps Right. done. But yeah. I'd great. love to know how you use it for work. If you use it for work. I do use it for work. Yes. Because basically I use it to collect links to Google documents. Oh, that's a good call. Because like so many Google, Google Drive documents. is freaking awful. Yes. Yeah. There's so many Google documents. There's absolutely no structure to them. Starting a new project or piece of right. work at, uh, at the office. Boom. Create a new page. And then as everyone sends you links to like specs and feedback forms and all the rest of it. Boom. Just shovel them as links. Shovel them in there. Shovel them into the page. Yep. Mm. For taking notes and meetings and. That's like that. So I found that super useful because, you know, two months later, people are like, oh, what did this thing go? And you're like, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> but now I've got, oh, right, I've got this project page and I hopefully have links to a pertinent documents. Mm. So that's already been useful. And then just also keeping track of, because you can have a sort of a Kanban board. Right, like a personal Kanban. <laughs> yes, yeah. for tasks that you know, fall outside of like just engineering work, like, oh, email this guy about this right. thing or like, remember to talk to person Z about this thing or organize this thing, which previously I'd kind of maybe having like task paper or something, yep. but uh, just mm-hmm. have everything all in one place. It's just so great to like, to know where stuff goes. It just goes in Notion. Yeah. I don't have to think like, should this be Google Doc? Should this be a calendar reminder? Should this be a note? Uh, it's just, nope, Notion, done. Yeah. Cool. I'm liking it. Yeah. Happily pay five bucks a month. Mm. Upgraded experience. Upgrade experience. It just means uh, you can upload larger files, which is useful for us because we use Notion to organize this very podcast you're listening to in a second. Mm. So we can upload MP3s. Have you run into the issue where you are in offline mode? Um, I have not. I've heard that that is, you know, this is, we should caveat this. This is not the perfect app mm. by any means. Like the startup times is pretty slow on mobile app. I've heard offline isn't the best. Mm, I see. But yes, I have heard that. Uh, yeah, mobile experience. Right. Is because off. it needs to, it has like its own database that it connects to. Yeah. Yeah. I also suspect they're probably using, it's not a native app would be my guess. They're probably just using either like a framed web page oh, or, um, some like transpiled language or something, but mm. anyway, well, this is nerdy. Yeah, <laughs> but great, Sam. What are we playing for the next seven days? Remind you me. You have seven days to play Bleak Sword. Bleak Sword. Bleak Sword. I look forward to it. If you have any game suggestions, you may tweet us at Seven Days to Play. And that's it. Outdoor water use restriction. Oh, Roberto. Seven days to play.